In the limitless expanse of space, not everyone is destined for greatness. These are their stories. Welcome to Very Random Encounters, a show where we play pen and paper RPGs in which we've randomly determined as many things as possible, including characters, villains, names, places, and other plasma stuff. <laughs> it all comes together to be a very random encounter. I'm Travis. I'm Lee. I'm Logan. And I'm Greg. Hey, Lyrian, would you be able to give me a recap of the events of last week's episode of Very Random Encounters? <laughs> I mean, probably not. Okay. Uh, shift not. No. I mean, that's accurate. I'm kidding. Yeah, no. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't paying attention. I was barely in that episode, so. If there's any character so far in the, any player character so far in this show to be most likely to say, actually, no, fuck you, I'm not giving a recap, it probably is Lyrian. <laughs> Lyrian, master of. Yes, but actually, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Well, last week, Carol built us a really great shelter. And, you know, Carol's just good at that kind of thing. And then Shift 9 tried to find out where my red shirts had gone. And his technology device, whatever it is, got downloaded with some kind of virus called VB. But then we had to kill it. <laughs> And then we just uh, went over to meet Carol and saw some weird shit on his computer fucking thing. And now we're being called by something. And I can tell you what, I don't want to (laughs) go. That sounds right. That sounds right to me. I think we can pick up. uh, Well, there are a few things. There are a few places we can pick up. Let's see what y'all think is the most fun. We can pick up immediately and see if that. Um, the result from that scan that there's something deep underground that is calling you. Uh, you can you can if if you have an immediate reaction to that, we can just start there. Or if not, there is like a town hall, uh, meeting that you are all invited to for like an announcement that you could all attend as well. Well, I mean, probably one of us should go to that. I'm gonna vote for our intrepid. I want to go to the town hall. Yeah, Me. that one. That. And I made a new outfit. <laughs> I really want to go. I really want to go under the earth. I mean, I don't want to go, but I sure do want to find out more about it. Okay. Whatever um, it is, I want it. <laughs> let's start with shift nine. Then I think that's going to be a bit shorter of a scene. And then we can have the rest of it with the other two of you heading underground. Um, Whoa. First things first. Outfit. Yeah. What do you look like? So I have a poodle skirt, of course, Ooh. and like a beehive hairdo. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have with me a what looks like a poodle, like a <laughs> very fancy poodle. And what we, what we've done is rigged up a chassis for Schuler. Um, because she wanted to be closer to the action, especially for this. You know, she's been like 
hardcore editing the Cloud Nine uh, sitcom cut of this season. Uh huh. And uh, so she wanted. I don't to have... think we've actually said on the recording what Cloud Nine is. I think that's a thing that we came up with over text and haven't at all said on the actual show. But You're Cloud right. Nine is the name of the. Uh, what did you even the joke sitcom that you're pretending to make on your live stream show? Yes, yeah. Schuler that Schuler wrote the song for it, and now she's like excited to go deeper on that. So we have an award-winning poodle uh, named Opus. Uh, Ooh, that's a good name. Yeah, uh, that uh, she is inside. Lyrian looks at. Um, Shiftan's like bitch ass clothing and <laughs> looks down at her like black dress that she always wears and never wears anything else. And she like kind of looks around and she takes one of there's like a dandelion puff thing flower and she like mm-hmm. picks a bunch of them and like tries to put them on her dress like a poodle and is like, I can do it too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, honey, if you want to if you want to borrow any of my outfits, you're welcome to them. No, this is fun. <laughs> you look beautiful stunning you know it you arrive at the I think it, it was just shift nine who was going to the town hall meeting right well it's shift nine and Schuler, but yeah oh right 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 and Schuler's in, in the Schuler is like the, the poodle is like a drone that she is watching through um that probably makes way more sense for Schuler. I initially thought it was a chassis that actually contained Schuler, but I don't oh. think she would subject herself to that kind of danger. You're probably right. It's probably a drone that she's looking through. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that makes more sense, I think, too. So the two of you uh head on over to this to this announcement. Um you were invited because I think, you know, they want to like make a make anyone who's working there feel like, you know, they're a part of the community. Um it seems like they have these things like fairly often it's usually just announcing you know new projects or or uh, information on on current ones and um so egres the 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 mayor of the town that you met uh recently walks up on this little stage it's it's in the same um it's sort of behind that front desk area we saw in that that other week's episode in the mm-hmm. the town hall the 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 mayor's office, uh, the city hall, I think is what I called it. Um, behind that is like a gymnasium that doubles <laughs> as a meeting room. Uh, and Igres walks up on stage uh, and you're all sitting there in like folding chairs uh, over the like basketball paint. You're like in you're like around the free throw line. And uh, she says, hello, hello, everyone. And people are, you know, the claps are subsiding. Mm-hmm. And she says, just a few quick announcements today. We're going to go through the usual stuff, the usual uh, housekeeping stuff. Um, but then we got a few pretty fun announcements uh, near the end. Uh, and yeah, she goes through some housekeeping stuff. It's it's like updates to ordinances. It's, you know, like people will come up every once in a while and like talk about the gardening club or talk about the progress on the, uh, you know, like starting up other clubs and it's all very like communal even though it's all very individualistic right it's like the only like community is like the things you the types of like false communities where you're like oh i'm part of a garden club and that's where i get Mm -hmm. you know all of my uh, social interaction from (laughs) um 
those types of superficial uh, community things. And But after all that's done, um, Igraz steps back on stage, and she says, And uh, for the final announcement, uh, I think you're all going to be pretty pumped to hear this. I know how uh, all of you, I know all of you feel similarly to the way I do about this. Um, since we have uh, the racetrack under construction, I think we have a representative from uh, Difference Construction here today. Is that is that correct? I curtsy. Oh, yes. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, everybody give everybody give this person a round of applause. A round of applause. <laughs> Since we've got the great folks from Difference Construction working on our racetrack, um, I'm proud to announce that I will be working on my car full time. And <laughs> there are a lot of groans. Uh, there are some <laughs> people. There are some people clapping. And. You notice strangely. Yeah, I clap. I'll clap. You notice strangely that one of the people that's applauding, as opposed to the majority of people that are like, "Oh my God, she's gonna spend more time on this car and not on the community." Uh, one of the people that's clapping is Adia. Strangely, the hmm. woman who was very upset at how much time, yeah, that Igres was spending on her car mm -hmm. and that catches your eye and then once your eye is caught you start to notice more odd things you notice that she is seated with a group of people and they're all dressed very similarly they're all dressed very sort of utilitarian um not very flashy you know she was like sort of a uh she was a reptile person but had some like feathers and the feathers were kind of like showy but but she's sort of downplaying that in more in more of like just like a jumpsuit type of thing which the people around her are also wearing hmm. and what's kind of upsetting is that they are all clapping in precise unison Ooh. oh no and that's a little weird. Uh, and that's the group of people that are clapping. It's this loud and synchronous applause. Because, you know, applause is normally just this drowning out effect. But it becomes this rhythmic... Oh, my God. Because they are all clapping at the exact same time, all of the people in these jumpsuits. Okay. And one of them is Adia. One of them is Adia. The... The announcements sort of uh, dwindle off after that point. Um, they start playing some like corporate music overhead, uh, and and people start to shuffle out. Um, I stop Adia. Uh, excuse me, um, Adia. How uh, how was the uh, the property dispute? How did all that shake out? <laughs> you know, it's it's funny how. Uh, it's funny to think I cared so much about that just a few days ago. Everything seems a little, everything seems so different now. Um, you know, I really appreciate your help. Um, turns out, I mean, turns out I, it was a, a misunderstanding. I, I, I was technically right, but I can see how, uh, I can see how they were thinking about it in, in just a, like a different way and in interpreting some of the, um, some of the, the information a little differently, but yeah, I totally appreciate your help. That's a very wise stance to take. Uh, what? So what changed recently to make you have this great change of thought? Mm. 
roll me. <laughs> I was about <laughs> to respond, but give me. This is, I think, because you're like prying a little bit on someone who like just met like one time, and that's like you're asking like, what I is different with you? Uh, <laughs> true. Still, give me two d six plus influence. This will be a. Not Defy Danger. That's the Dungeon World one. Uh, face Adversity, something like that. Okay. Uh, I'm the only person who rolls in this game. <laughs> I've rolled like twice. <laughs> uh, I got a nine. Yeah, I think um, I think what happens is that... No, that doesn't work. <laughs> I was about to say, like, Schuler's, like, some kids, like, while you're talking, start playing with... with Schuler thinking she's the the dog, but that doesn't really. It's just a drone, so there's no real stakes there. Yeah. Um, I'm sure children are playing with her. She's adorable. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I think what happens is she says, "Oh, you know, it's um, you know, I just had a bit of a change in perspective. I think um, I spent some time with Egres uh, earlier today and." She showed me a few things and it made me think a little differently about, <laughs> uh, well, everything really, um, hmm. you know, I could show you. Ooh. Uh, yes. Is Does this come packaged with the, uh, the new sense of fashion I see around? <laughs> yeah, you are very observant. Yeah. Um, you know, all, uh, all of us, uh, all of us went through the same, um, you know, we were shown the same things. Um, and I think just like, it uh, it gave us all the same same outlook on you know like the superficial things about how you look and and all of that it all kind of uh, faded away so we all kind of opted to a similar um, similar fashion I guess um, yeah if you if you wanna if you wanna see I could uh, ask Igras and see if she can take you down there I'm sure I'm sure she'd be down uh yeah you know I I'm. I'm open to giving a few less shits. Uh, yeah. And I think we'll cut there and check in with Carol and Lyrian. Um, the nearest entrance to the underground is in one of those, uh, not in, but like on the edge of one of those children's parks that I talked about, like the little playgrounds. Um, this is going to be a weird poll. I'm not sure if this was a thing in any playgrounds other than the one, <laughs> the very specific one that I remember growing up. But there was this thing at this playground when I was growing up where they had these like metal tubes that came up and out of the ground uh, and you would talk into them oh, yeah. and it was oh, connected yeah, yeah, yeah. and it was connected to on the other side of the playground connected to another one of those. You, um, mm -hmm. You, you, the, the little map that you had before from from your previous investigations, uh, revealed that there's an entrance to the underground, um, connected to one of those on the edge of this playground, um, and you notice there's like a button on the side, um, and when you press it, because uh, it's the future, the, the what looks like solid metal just kind of like proves to be way more malleable and just sort of like opens up and like reep, opens up into a door with a stairway down uh, matching the sort of 
light blue exterior that that little speaker thing was the stairway itself is also light blue and it's lit by those um sort of like heavy lights that you see in at least movies about like coal mines that have those like steel or metal cages around them you know what i mean mm-hmm. yep. Yep. you heading down oh yeah I just want to be clear that I do not think this is a good idea. And also, actually, before we do that, um, I I guess, well, I guess, do we have a hard number on how many red shirts I actually have? I know it says a lot. So there are four of them that are lost right now. Um, And Prelia was one. Prelia was one. I think you've probably got like 20. Total. I thought 20 was the number originally, but... Okay, all right. Carol, I, I mean, we just need to take some people with us. We do not need to go down there with just the two of us. Well, I mean, I got my, you know, I got Zelda and I got my armor. I mean, we're just going to go for a little look-see. I'm absolutely bringing some more people. <laughs> um, Who are you bringing? So, I'm going to bring... Let me let me number these people. Um, I'm gonna leave uh, Gazipsu uh, in charge back at the racetrack. Okay. Um, Sava and Omic. Okay, let me roll up some races for these two, just so we know what weird things they look like. I like it. Mm-hmm. So I rolled the same number for. Both of them. So both of them are going to be... Let's see, what is the 13th one here? Uh, They're both slime people, so... <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you know, they can get into tight spaces. It's a good choice. What were their names? What and Omic? Uh, Sava, S-A-V-A, and Omic is O-M-I-K. I imagine they're the same species, but like a different... Uh, they have a different color one slime. One is purple, uh, and the other one's lime green. Because Ooh, they go together. That's what I was... Yeah, that's it's a good what I combo. Was... Are they a couple? Mm, they're brother and sister. Ooh, I mm. like that too. That's really good. Um, and uh, I imagine they have like laser guns. The four of you head on down. Um, and it seems like a little sketchy at first. <laughs> you think? <laughs> because you're going down these stairs uh, into this underground, uh, but once you get past, once you go down far enough, it the aesthetic changes from like weird playground future coal mine to um, just sort of like like a city underground. I don't know if you've lived in if y'all have lived in cities that have like areas where you can walk underground, but I'm living in Winnipeg right now, and it's got like a underground under uh, most of the city because it's so cold here that everyone just walks underground and so it's just like <laughs> kind of like a almost like a shopping mall-esque not that it's all shops but it's get that type of layout underneath the uh underneath the town uh, and it does seem like there are some like commercial air- places here you kind of figure out like oh that's what that's how they're able to sustain this place that's only residential it's because you go one level deep and that's where there are banks and post offices and that sort of thing um but there are also just like places of occupation like there are offices down here um and uh yeah it seems like you go one level further than that and that's where you get to the 
uh, housing for the most of the servants. Um, where are y'all gonna look? We we have a rough idea from the scanner, right? Oh, that's true. Yeah. Um, I think the scanner probably. Yeah, the scanner shows that actually all four of them are in some sort of larger room in the second basement floor, the the floor with um where most of the servant housing is. Um it's like seems like from the scanner like it m- maybe some sort of meeting room or or maybe some sort of like large storage area hard to tell because the scanner doesn't really give you that type of information but it's a a larger room than um than most of the it's you know it's not like a closet or anything it's also not a house it's sort of in between are there people around yeah there are people shuffling around it's like it's weird down here it's like there's um there's actually like grass growing down here because there's uh artificial sunlight that's uh that's pumped in with you know, weird future technology. Uh, and, you know, it's it looks like a uh, significantly less nice suburb down here than the suburb uh, topside. Uh, and there's just people walking around. Um, again, it lo- looks a little less affluent than, than up there. Um, presumably most of these are either servants who are working topside or they're working at some, like, business a floor up, something like that. Yep. Um, every once in a while, both out of professionalism and curiosity and just to give cover, uh, I think Carol just sort of inspects the walls, inspects the foundation to see um, just structural integrity, uh, if there's any, just sort of any weirdness about how this was built or any concerns should things blow up or like what's our what's our cave in yeah th- there's the risk of that is very slim right because if you recall um you rewind to like the second episode of this season you'll recall that this place is built as an emergency backup for it was originally meant as like an emergency backup for the scarlet shark soldiers um so these like basement levels are like the 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 bomb shelter like yeah Someone he if you're here you're gonna live like this place is built very yeah. sturdy. Just you know, just making sure that they haven't messed with that concept. Like they haven't made changes mm. that have that a are either obvious changes like oop this shouldn't. I mean, I'm be sure part of this, like, but I'm sure it's one of those things where it's like they they've broken a lot of best practices <laughs> where it's like. You, you uh, why are you doing that to a load supporting beam but it, it it's like it's like not it's not like they're like cutting load supporting beams in half it's just like yeah you know I mean, they're I, like I, it's not perfect it's not to code but it's yeah, still I mean, I very sturdy carol's just looking for it as a possible way in to talking to people like oh i sure. I, I noticed that the, uh, we can batch that right up for you that you know that's that that could be a problem. So you know, you just sign these <laughs> contracts, and we'll we'll get a couple people down here. We'll shore that up, and you got no worries. One of those veiled threat things where you're yep. like, I I notice this isn't up to code, and I don't have to report that if I could just fix it right now. Like I imagine you're at like a food court, <laughs> and 
and the like minimum wage worker is like uh god i don't know if my manager is in um i could like leave a note for her or something uh, um, you know i mean you don't have to worry i mean is there like a manager's lounge like a big meeting room I where mean, managers if there is, meet they probably wouldn't even let me like know where it is I don't really trust me very much here. Or, I mean, you know what I mean. Yeah, is there like? Well, I mean, is there like an area it that they... sucks? You know, like I work <laughs> every day, and like I'm doing the job. You know, yeah. I just don't feel like I'm getting the credit I deserve. Well, you know, that is a common problem with underpaid, overworked people. Is there a particular area that they told you never to go? Oh damn, you're smart. <laughs> yeah. Uh. There is the <laughs> There is the rat poison storage room. <laughs> oh, it's not that, is it? And he just sort of like he, he he like started to point in the direction and you can you can see where he was pointing and then he just has his hands on his head like his whole world has been rocked. Uh, and and then he like steadies himself and remembers, oh, he needs to serve the next customer and starts serving them. You know, you got a good head on your shoulders, kinda. Um let me give you my card. Different construction. We make a difference in people's lives. I just learned about branding. Um, so, you know, if you get sick of this and, uh, you know, you're good with your hands and building stuff, you know, give me a, uh, give me a contact. Um, we're going to go to the rat poison room and look for the rats. Wink. <laughs> he give, He gives you back, like, a wink, and I think he's like part robot, so it actually makes the wink like ding noise when he does. Yeah. Uh, Yen, what are you up to? What what sort of stuff are you looking at? So, um, one of my careers is scoundrel. Mm-hmm. So I feel like Lyrian has two plays wherever she goes. Yep. She finds the underbelly, and then she either helps them with her chemistry, like, you know... Making vaccinations is like her game, but other stuff too. Or she tries to exploit, you know, the criminal side. <laughs> so I feel like, well, I she's just looking around for the shadiest person around. I think you what you find is you first find the shadiest place, and in the shadiest place you find that shadiest table because the shadiest place is a just a hole in the wall bar um i think it's one of those like what are they called like prohibition style ones where you have to like where there's like no signage you have to, it's like oh you have to go into the papa john's and then like take the <laughs> stairs down or whatever yeah, yeah. Yeah, i only speakeasy. say that because what's that yeah it's like a speakeasy um and you head on, you head on in there, and uh, there's like a, it's it's like one of those auto bartenders that was in the faction bonus, but it's got like all of this, all of these like stickers that people have put on it, and like graffiti, and but you know it's a complete rope. It's not like a sentient robot like a lot of the characters you've seen. It's just a complete unsentient robot with all, of, so it doesn't like notice that it's full of all of these like stickers and spray paint and stuff uh and all of the walls have all these graffiti tags over it as well um and you see 
a table at the back where there's a a pretty like um like buff human woman and um let's see what's the other person two humans actually uh you see the the pretty like buff human woman and she's talking to like uh pretty scrawny guy with like a face tattoo on the left side of his face that um the the color of it is is um because it's the future it like cycles through the rainbow like those little um i always associate this with like holiday decorations those like christmas trees that change color that's sort of like what his like dragon tattoo on the left side of his face does um but sort of all eyes are on on the this this woman who just sort of like commands the space in a lot of ways um and she has like this um this tank top that's like playing a a video on it of like an action movie <laughs> like that's <laughs> what she's wearing um and the two of them are uh both drinking like uh, i think they're drinking old fashions <laughs> okay um uh omic is the purple one and is with her because Sava is too lime green for the seedy underbelly. <laughs> so Sava uh-huh. is with Carol. Okay. Omic is with me. Okay. Um, so she sits down and says, Your drinks look like they're getting a little low. Can I buy you another round? She says, <laughs> I mean, hey, I'm not going to say no. Yeah, sure. What's your name? I'm Lyrian. And uh, your friend here? This is Omic. Nice to meet the two of you. The The guy doesn't really seem to be doing a lot of the talking. She says, you know, uh, that type of generosity is a little rare around here without some uh, expectation of reciprocation. So uh, I'm all about the quid pro quo. Prid fuck. <laughs> she laughs and she <laughs> says, seems like you've already had a few. Maybe. It's been that kind of day, honey. I understand. Why do you think I'm here? What do you need? <laughs> Listen, we're looking for a little information. Mm. Stuff's pricey down here, but I guess you're buying me a drink. What do you need? Well, oh, God, I don't know about the thing that just happened. So, what do I want the to guy, know? Meanwhile, the guy is like, has like the, you know, like the coffee stir that they sometimes give you with like mixed drinks and he's like blowing bubbles in his drink (laughs) (laughs) you just want to know where your where your operatives are yeah i guess i i don't know just or like what that room is that they were all yeah i I, held up in i know the things i want to know but i guess i just don't okay well uh do we know what races my what species my other operatives were did we decide on that I don't think we did. Do you want me to roll up four? Sure, yeah. <laughs> do you see a slime man, a slime man, a slime man, and a slime man? <laughs> <laughs> so one of them is... Ooh, this is fun. This is the first... In, I'm surprised this is, hasn't come up because there are more examples of this. Um, there are rumblings that like magic is coming back. Uh, one of your red shirts is some sort of magical construct, like... You know, your D&D style, like, golem that's, like, Aww. held together by magic. That's one of your red shirts. One of them is a cybernetic human. Okay. Two of them, actually. So, one magical con- construct, two cybernetic humans, 
and an insectoid alien. <laughs> cool. Uh, that one's name is Silor, which I think is cool. Silor. Uh, okay. Uh, I'll tell you their names if they come up. Yeah. Uh, some friends of mine came down here earlier today, and I haven't heard from them since. I've got a scanner device that places them in a room. I feel like maybe they're trapped somewhere down here. Roll... Yeah, give me the same roll that, that Shift 9 gave, that 2d6 plus influence. Okay. Um, yeah. What is this? <laughs> roll. Because what you're doing here is, like, you're trying to get her to, like, sure, she can give you this information for a drink, but, like, is that going to set off any red flags for her? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got a 10. Oh, cool. That's a complete success. Nice. She says, oh, you're not from here. No, we're uh just passing through. You're with those uh those outsiders. We're uh, of those folks caught doing some construction work. Oh, y'all are with the construction company. That makes so much sense. Yeah, um <laughs> weird misunderstanding. Um well, I guess I should say my name's Candid, by the way. Candid Geyser. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Yeah. Uh so the folks down here, I don't think they necessarily always look before they leap. They saw some folks who didn't have, you know, any identification as being citizens. We don't see a lot of outsiders down here. Um, and I think they're all held up um, because some of the folks think they're spies. Um, but <laughs> now I get, I mean... Look, I'm not from here either, so uh, I am kind of a weird third party here. So uh, I can maybe try to, like, push my weight and, like, make it clear to them that they're just part of the, the construction team. But, you know, then again, I they I mean, they'll trust me a little more than you. But, um, you know, people are weird about outsiders here, but I can give it a shot if you want. Can I ask you a few more questions? Yeah, sure. What are you... The the people that have my friends, are they part of the governing body of this? Uh, it's sort of like a neighborhood watch down here. Um, unofficial, but, you know, like, most of the... Most of the, the sections have, have, like, a neighborhood watch just to keep the order. It makes my job pretty easy. I'm technically supposed to be here to keep the order myself but frankly i just spend most of my days here at this bar because people <laughs> kind of do it themselves around here um but yeah sort of like a neighborhood watch unofficial thing they'll report to the authorities if anything untoward happens but sure, i guess yeah, technically they're enough, unofficial okay so this group you're not exactly in charge of them even though you're nominally in charge of security is that am um, i understanding correctly we're more like, hmm. you ever watch any of those like FBI shows? Yeah. We're like the, um, we're, we're kind of, uh, you know how they always like butt heads with the local sheriff or whatever. And they're like, Ooh, you feds coming in. We're, we're kind of like that. Um, so, you know, the, you know, if, so if you're the feds are, and the police have my friends, is that what, is that what you're telling you got me? It. Oh, okay. All right. The neighborhood watch have your yeah, friends. Yeah, yeah, I get yeah. it, but that's the analogy. Yeah. 
Okay, well, um, I, I will trust your judgment on this, although I will say I can be pretty persuasive. <laughs> well, you're going to have to give, buy me a few more drinks before you are that persuasive. No, I just meant if you wanted me to talk to them first, if y'all don't exactly see eye oh, to okay. eye. Oh, I thought, okay. I thought you were trying to say that you were going to get me to do more things, but that makes a lot no, more sense no, in no. respect. I mean, you know, I'll throw some money around, but I already bought you one drink yeah. and you've been pretty helpful, so I don't want to impose too I much. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, we have work to do. If it doesn't go well, I mean, we'll still be here. We're just sort of um, trying to gather some information on a case. Um, which, uh, by the way, since I was giving you some information, um, do you... And this is, this is... I mean, maybe they're with your group. I don't know. You um, you know anything about a, someone by the... Uh, username shift nine <laughs> no shift nine it sounds familiar she's got a lot of weird uh sector net activity um a lot of weird um this person's accessing a lot of systems that they shouldn't um so if that familiarity becomes recollection mm -hmm. um well you know where to find me i'm usually here so um <laughs> Um, and what sort of information are you trying to find out about this shift nine? Uh, mostly just location. Uh, we need to, uh, ask a few questions. In your official capacity? That's correct. Hmm. No, I, I'm gonna have to say I don't know who that is. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think at this point you notice that the same, like, uh, v upside down v logo that um that vb was and those drones on the karma order ship uh were that same shape um there's like one of those sort of like the apple logo but instead it's that mm -hmm. upside down v on the back of the um the guy's computer whose name you haven't gotten not candid geyser but the guy um and you start to realize that they are uh karma order agents um, and she says, you know him, don't you? Well, I tell you what, if you ever need a few more drinks, we can have a talk about it. But, uh, for now, I think I'm going to go find my friends. That's fair. There's a lot of money in it. If you, uh, if you let us know. I'll be in touch. Find us on Facebook and Twitter at VREcast or check out our website at vre.show to find a link to the soundtrack or a listening guide. You can follow Leary in at Yosef Bridge, Shift 9 at Logan Jenkins, Carol at Whitewing, and the Galactic Overlord at the Travis W. Our email is hi at vre.show. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and tell a friend about the show. Those are the best ways to help us out, y'all. <laughs> One shifty, Wallach, says, 
This podcast gets better with every season. Big thank you to Lee for introducing my wife and I to Cthulhu. Since listening to the podcast, we now own Pandemic Cthulhu, Call of Cthulhu the Board Game, and Flux Cthulhu. Thank you for introducing us to something rad. You're very welcome. Woo! Those things are all great. <laughs> Pandemic Cthulhu, Call of Cthulhu, the board game, and fl- uh, fuck, 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 y'all. <laughs> <laughs> One more game. Cthulhu fuck. <laughs> Cthulhu fuck. The erotic Cthulhu board game. Oh, no. Oh, it's all about what the tentacles. What do you think he was using those tentacles Ooh, for? Nothing. Oh, Murder only. Stop it. <laughs> I was about to say this is not that type of show, but this it is, is, that, it is that, that type, type of, of show. Type of show yeah. All right, one more try. Do you like pop culture podcasts? Well, here's another one. But ours comes with a side of lifelong best friendship. We're that thing you like, the podcast that's two best friends talking about pop culture and what that pop culture says about the world. Every week, we do a deep dive into one topic, like the latest blockbuster movie. Or binge-worthy TV show. Or an old childhood favorite that maybe doesn't hold up super great. Or maybe even the thing that you like. You ever get really excited to talk about something, but none of your friends are into it? We could be your friends. Well, for like an hour. But you don't get to talk. You only get to listen. That's just how podcasts work. Check out that thing you like. Available wherever you get your podcasts. Chris? I love you. Brian, I love you. And who knows? Maybe we'll love you too. Spoilers. We will.